1-800-285-4321. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Let's dig right in. Okay, the interesting, here was an interesting article. It said, LinkedIn Stranger Danger by Bill, and it says, in this hide-and-seek environment where customers no longer work in the office, LinkedIn has become a major source for engagement, but... What do you write to a stranger while asking to connect? And I always love what LinkedIn asks you if you really know this person. I don't think I really know my wife after almost 40 years. I don't know myself, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> what kind of question is that? I want to connect with that person. Anyway, so here's what Bill, the advice Bill gives if you're going to take the time to write a message. Hi, Allison, or you know the name you're trying to connect with. Two reasons to accept this request. You cannot have too many good connections. No, you can't have, can't have too many connections, and good things can happen when people get together. Thank you in advance, Bill. Actually, you can only have 30,000. So maybe, and, and, but what I write to say, when I, when I write to those people, I say, I know that you can delete a few because they're mostly salespeople. So let's connect. And then they usually write back and laugh and say, you know, LOL, yes, I deleted someone to make room for you. So don't let them give you that baloney about how they only have 30,000 and they've reached their limit. But I thought that was a good one. But I'll give you another good tip since I have 11,000, uh, almost 200 first-level connections, which is probably more than you. Uh, hit the connect button now and then. <laughs> if somebody likes your post, see if they're connected. You know, and it's likely they won't. But if you like a post or you comment on a post and someone else comments or replies to yours, connect with those people and uh, and say thank you if they like your, your comment and connect. Just those little things. It's a kind of engagement. Think of it as a big cocktail party at an old conference where we used to have cocktail parties and used to have conferences. Let's go on. Engagement. Rethink your customer engagement from Anita. Okay, last year was enormous transition. Yes, we all know. Five tactics to mix up your customer communication. Find alternatives to hosting a webinar. And that brings me to the webinar. <laughs> We're having a webinar next Thursday, a week from today. And it's going to be on tactile marketing. And it's going to, you know, it. you say, oh, I've heard those stories. Yeah, you might have heard a few of them. I always come up with different ones because, like I said, I don't know myself. But... Um, We'll be putting it up today, uh, and I'll probably be doing an email out. But I think, I think it's a way to understand the benefits of direct mail in the context of direct marketing, which almost no one's talking about. If you sell mail, if you get a client who comes in and says, I'd like to do some mail, uh, and they don't have the proper um, tracking, they don't set it up. They don't measure the causal influence. They just throw it out into the mix with all their digital, which often is skewed toward over-allocation. It'll die because they won't see the results that they're actually getting. Um, Rosendahl had a great webinar on that last week, which I have recorded, and I'm going to listen to I've listened to it twice already, and I'm going to listen to it again. Anyway... If you need to communicate with a customer or prospect, schedule the minimum time. I pretty much only always schedule a half an hour. I had a 45-minute call last uh, yesterday or the day before with USPS with somebody, a top management person, and 
we just had a great time. And he said, I know you only had 15 minutes. Well, I had a lot more than 15 minutes. If I, you know, for you, I have whatever you need and whatever you feel like talking. But I, I try to schedule the 15 minutes so somebody's comfortable with scheduling something behind that. Uh, personal, authentic connections are more important than ever. Yeah, I've, I'm trying out a robot, and it, it says happy birthday. <laughs> and I get more engagement out of that than almost anything I do. It's pretty sick. Anyway, be helpful. Um, we got a new a new member of the WDMA. They joined to support us. That's so encouraging, and uh, and that that member I I reached out to and said let's talk, and that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm making a point of calling everybody that's that's joined the WDMA and offering whatever you know. Ask me anything. Uh, are you struggling with something? I've done 40 years almost of, of marketing consulting. I got into that just before I got married. So I'm coming up on the 40th anniversary of that, a little before my marriage. But anyway, um, switch up the messaging, and here's where it's really coming. Direct mail is back in the mix. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> Direct mail, okay? And... That's why I put this thing in here today, because where is this from? Where is this from? SMS Wire. No idea. Some kind of media or something. And uh, mentions mail. Goes out of their way and says, there's a lot of different ways you can use mail, and you can send more interesting, uh, engaging pieces. You know, I once sent a tube of peanut M&Ms. Okay, let's go on. Benzinga.com. Mm, don't know what that is, but they're mentioning that Postal adds virtual events. Let's go see what virtual events look like. I, I, I got their little commercial, so let's see if this makes any sense. Welcome to the first ever B2B experience marketplace, your one-stop shop for finding and managing incredible events. of your marketing strategy this year. Get started today. And I think what they do, and I reached out to the founder, uh, whose name gets mentioned in here somewhere, and I reached out to the founder. We're already first-level connections, but I just didn't understand what, I still don't quite understand what they do. But I think what they do is they'll, with your webinar, they'll, like, send... Uh, they'll send stuff to your attendees, you know, like uh, send a lunch package or something like that, and um, they'll get speakers. So if you want, if you actually literally want a postal event, I said, you know, give me a call. I'm a postal, uh, I'm a postal evangelist. Okay, now I want want to get over to Ritson because I always like what Ritson's got to say, and we were talking about him the other day. Uh, with James, and I can never, I got to get it right. Well, James with the, James is, <laughs> James with the hexagon. It's going to come on later. But anyway, Ritson came across this, and apparently it's on late night TV. Epstein, uh, this 90-year-old guy named Aaron Epstein, 
out in North Hollywood was paying extra for his AT&T service. He was paying for 3.5 megabits per second. That's really bad, okay? On a good day, I get 100 at home. Here, I only get about 30. We're in kind of an isolated island industrial park. And good morning, Scott. Good morning, Christine. Um, you can do wine tastings. Christine, are you affiliated with that postal events thing? That would be fun. You know, we encourage people to bring your own on our WDMA uh, meetups. We had a great time on the Valentine one and the Christmas one. They're, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot more fun than webinars, I have to say. But anyway, he was paying three for paying extra for 3.5, and he said, you know, watching a movie through Roku was a slideshow. I love that. That's great. That's what he told the local news. Well, how did he get on the local news? He spent $10,000 on a campaign to reach out. Yeah, morning. Okay, well, but have you tried that service, Christine? Because I don't know anything about it. He spent 10000 on his campaign to, uh, he put an ad in the, in the Wall Street Journal, quarter page, and he wrote that AT&T prides itself as a leader, but, you know, this thing stinks. You're, you know... It's advertising speeds of up to 100 megabits per second for other neighborhoods, but you can't even get three to me right now. And so, unlike most in most CEOs, this guy Starkey, um, which which who's the CEO of John Stanky, is the CEO. He's been doing an eight-month campaign about how great their internet is. He actually gets clip, uh, asks asks his staff to clip, uh, to clip. He starts each day with press clippings, and so this guy ran this in the Wall Street Journal, paid for by Aaron M. Epstein, <laughs> saying your AT&T is crummy. So. <laughs> oh man! So he got their attention, right? And uh, this guy Stanky's been at AT&T for 35 years, but he didn't see this coming. And you know, people are complaining about their internet service. Um, a sommelier? Well, yes. Well, that's very <laughs> Christine. But how do you get the wine out to your webinar people? You know, that's what I liked about this events thing. They get the wine right out there. Anyway, so within a few days, Epstein was on hundreds of American newspapers in a topic on Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert. Within two days, I think this is the best part. Within two days, senior engineers were digging up his driveway to add fiber and purported download speeds of up to 300 megabits per second. A few days later, even Stanky personally called Epstein to apologize. I think they should refund the $10,000. <clears> you know, I used to have AT&T, and they used to call on me. I used to pay $800 a month for phone service. And just phone. And not even free long distance. <laughs> and, I, you know, then finally I went to voice over IP. And, um, oh, okay, the sommelier handled that? pretty snazzy i didn't know you could mail wine i thought there were logistic issues with with alcohol okay 
Um, Christine, you ought to come on the show. <laughs> Want to be on the show? Uh, anyway, um, they dug up his driveway, and so here's the lessons to be learned. First, don't underestimate the news media. You know, if Epstein had been 30 rather than 90, he would have complained about AT&T on Twitter. And no one aside from a tech helpline employee would have called Gary. In fact, no, they, nobody would have called Gary. I find Facebook is better for complaining about a company. But I've gotten some real Whirlpool, man. We got to the VP of marketing at Whirlpool. <laughs> and boy, did they do some stuff. You know, not... Not because I had pictures of the stove exploding on Mother's Day. <laughs> but boy, did they take care of us. You know, and we bought some more Whirlpool appliances. And we, I'm a, I, I was really impressed, I have to say. Um, but Twitter would not have, yeah, it would not have cost 10000 but it would not have any impact. Epstein understood this. And I wish more marketers switched this on. In other words, you got to get some influence. You got to. Maybe you got to have some fun. Second, as idiosyncratic and slightly bonkers as this tale turned out to be, <clears throat> it's close to the heart of what marketing is really about. Right? We spend too much time talking tactics and communications, and especially digital communications, especially digital communications. Not on this show, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> they are part of our discipline. But market orientation is a much bigger and more important founding factor. You know, the ANA, what's the definition of advertising or of marketing? Finding a need and filling it. That means marketing is a contranum, contranum, never saw that word before, Contrary, contradictory things, two contradictory things at the same time. So you got to tell people what you got and you got to listen. Marketing is also about listening. That's why I check the comments. <laughs> Christine's laughing at me now. <laughs> Depends on the state. Yeah, I know. That's right. Another principle, don't mess with old people. Look at how nice I crossed that word out, the naughty word. Okay, just 10 grand and a bad internet connection and copywriting skills that would have put Dave Trot to shame. Got this guy more influence than he than he than he could ever imagine. There was a there was a line in here though. But what's he doing with the 297 megabits per second <clears throat> that uh, that he can't? Oh my gosh! I skipped the whole thing. Keith, I needed you sooner. <laughs> well, that brings me to my conclusion. If you go to wdma.org and subscribe, you can get the marked up edition. See how I marked it up nice right there? Can you see? There, can you see how I marked up this bad word? Oh my gosh, I have all these marks up. This is a great article that I can't cover in the depth it deserves. So go to WDMA.org and I'll post this later today. And you can download, and it's just a super click. You go to the members only and you go to, uh, you go to show notes or something. And it's in there by date. And you can also see any, you know, you can peruse that and get anything I've marked up in the last couple of months. I've been doing it for about two months. We'll also have it on as a podcast. Think of it as a podcast today. Update the screen. Thanks, Keith. Okay, well, we've got empathy, even if we haven't got quality. Like I always say, there's a lot of things going on here. 
Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.